let's talk about a couple of policy issues. Okay. Uh, you call yourself pro-choice on abortion. Mm -hmm. You call yourself pro-life. Mm -hmm. Was that an issue that gave you pause at all, your difference on that before endorsing? No, I have to tell you, I think when it comes to the abortion issue, no one has answered the question uh, as well as Nikki Haley. I mean, unquestionably. In fact, it's one of the number one positives I hear from both pro-choice and pro-life people, that she's exactly where it needs to be. She's pro-life, she, and that's great. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a state's issue, as the court has said. That's the way it's, gonna, it's going to play out. So um, the idea that you're going to try to claim well, that Washington's going to fix this and Washington's going to fix that on the abortion issue, I think that Governor Haley understands this is a state's issue now, and states are going to have to, and the voters are going to have more say mm -hmm. in that process, as they should. I want to talk to you a little bit about what is happening in Texas mm -hmm. with a 31-year-old. Her name is Kate Cox. She's a mother of two. She was, she's pregnant. She's told uh, that her uh, fetus has a fatal issue, a, a congenital, congenital issue. And if she carried the uh, baby to term, the baby would likely die and she might not be able to have children in the future. Um, and she would, it would be a potential health risk. You say that politicians, politicians need to humanize this issue more. If you were governor of the state of Texas or if this was happening on your watch, how would you make it more human to let Kate Cox deal with this? Because well, she had to leave the state. I don't know the exact details of the Texas law, but what I do know is, one, my heart breaks for her. As someone who struggled to have children, my heart absolutely breaks for her. But this is what I'm talking about. When I say we need to have compassion, this is exactly what I'm talking about. When you look at someone's experience, we should never want to see someone with a rare condition who has to deliver a baby any more than we should want to see a mom have an abortion at 37, 38, mm -hmm. 39 so weeks. So how do you turn that compassion you talk about, humanizing, into policy? Because, I, like, it just, for example, if you have states' rights, which I understand you both believe in on this issue, um, what do you say to a woman in a state like that who she was able to leave? who doesn't have the means to leave. I think what you're gonna see happen in Texas is what you're gonna see in some other states that went on the pro-life side is they're gonna go and look at, okay, when you have the exceptions of rape, incest, life of the mother, medical mm -hmm. conditions, like Texas had the medical side of it, is they're gonna get more detailed on it. They're gonna go and say, okay, how can we make sure- And should they? They should, they should look at when the situation between the doctor and the woman sees something that's dangerous, that might prevent her from having more babies or might be damaging to her body or something, I think you're going to see the medical board make a decision on where is that line. I think you're going to see that play out. Look, when you do something in a state, it's never perfect right off the bat. You learn how to tweak it. And I think all of these states need to tweak it in a way that our number one goal is how do you save as many babies as possible and support as many moms as possible? I want to ask a foreign policy question. You saw yesterday uh, the most contentious back and forth between Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and uh, President Biden over the question of who governs Gaza when this war is over. The president wants it to be the Palestinian Authority. Bibi Netanyahu says, no, we don't want that. If you were president right now, how would you solve that? Well, first of all, the Palestinian Authority has done a terrible job at leading. We've seen that. And you look at Gaza and, you know, the people that live in Gaza have had to live under the oppression of Hamas. 
which is, you know, a terrorist organization that has ruined that area. Israel doesn't want Gaza. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. But Israel doesn't want terrorists on their doorstep either. We need to support Israel being comfortable with who's going to be their neighbors. And you need to make sure that the people of Gaza, the best way to help the people of Gaza is to eliminate Hamas. So if not the PA, obviously not Hamas, then who? How do you do that? I mean, we're going to have to figure this out, right? But I don't think America has to figure this out. I think Israel needs to decide what they want their neighbors to look like. And it's not just Israel. Look at the Arab countries. There's a reason Egypt doesn't want to take any of the people from Gaza, because they don't know which ones are terrorists and which ones aren't. Where are all the pro-Hamas countries? Where is Qatar? Where is Iran? Where are Turkey? Why aren't they taking the people of Gaza? Because they all know the threats of Iran and the threats of their proxies. But every country deserves to know that they can have a secure border and not have terrorists living on there. So it's going to take Israel a while to figure out how they're going to get the Palestinians to find good leadership. But the Palestinian Authority has not been good to the people at all, and they haven't proven worthy. I know that you decided to endorse Ambassador Haley because you think she's the best person for the job. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she is a woman, was that a factor? No, not the fact that she's a woman, but I, maybe the fact that she's she's a mom. She she gets the connection better than most. I mean, folks. the fact that she maybe would the be the first that, female president was that yeah, a factor? No, not. I mean, that's look. That's a, a nice a nice uh, line, I suppose. But at the end of the day, it's her connection that I'm watching. It's and it's the feedback I'm getting about that connection. That I mean, she she uses the word humanism, right? She really connects with folks on what their what their background is, not just what's your policy. Do you agree with my policy? Where that, like I said, that's peripheral stuff. She wants to know what, what's going on in your family. What are the barriers? Where has the system broken down? And people, you know, that's a connection. And she looks in the eye. She takes that time to listen. And as I've said, she took the time and has earned the trust of the voters here. And that's exactly how I do it. That's kind of the brand that I, I try to support here. It, all the solutions don't happen in the corner office or just in the White House. The opportunity for those solutions happen by spending time with people. So, I don't know, maybe the fact that she's a wife and a mom and she's connected and she's, you know, has this amazing background just allows that connection to be a little more um, solid than maybe with some of the other candidates. But it's there and it's real and it's palpable, which is why her numbers, even before my endorsement, her numbers are skyrocketing here. You know he's going to be out of a job in a year, right? I do. I mean, you guys are both Gen Xers. You seem to have good chemistry. You don't want him to... Uh... Oh, I don't want a job. Thank you, though. You, you didn't even let me finish my I, sentence. I'm not you knew. To get there. No, 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 no. I want. Look, I want to be. Would helpful. you want if he wanted to do it? Would you consider him as a I running mate? I think he mate? could be great at anything. He's proven that. Honestly, he is. You know, he's been great for the state of New Hampshire. I mean, they're better off. He didn't do it by raising taxes. He didn't do it by taking away any of their freedoms. He didn't do it by having government mandates come down. He did it by just allowing economic freedom to grow and listening to the people. And look. And he, he likes Motley Crue. And he likes <laughs> Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses yeah. at that. So, I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, do I want a younger generation leading in Washington? Absolutely. Because the next eight years are going to be tough. We need energy. We need people who are at the top of their game. We need people who are results-driven. And we need fighters. More than anything, we need fighters for the American people, not fighters for government. That's the difference. So, yes, if he wanted to be involved in service, I would love to have him in some capacity. Well, look, I just got to say, it's a full package of a candidate with the background, with the connectivity. The I think 
think the ideals and the principles that Republicans and a lot of the independents even in the state really want to see. And that momentum, that opportunity to kind of show a big win here and really set the it really would press the reset button on the entire election uh, when Nikki, Nikki wins here. Um, and then all bets are off. Then it's a one-on-one -on -one race. Trump's on his heels. Uh, then here comes Super Tuesday. And next thing you know, political momentum's a real thing. I mean, we've both experienced mm -hmm. it. You were told you couldn't win. No one, no one knew multiple you. No one, times. Multiple times. She's always been told she can't win. She's always been told it's an impossible feat. Forget it. That's why this is such a perfect, not just a story, but a perfect venue for Nikki to really make, make her drive to the White House. If he started singing Joan Jett, then you would be, you would be, you would have so to, I'm, I'm you would have to pick Did I tell you, so I'm walking out <laughs> last night and I'm coming out to um, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And just as I'm about to go out on stage to introduce Nikki and give her my endorsement, I hear, oh yeah, they were playing this right, they opened right before Motley Crue at my first concert. And I went, I knew I made the right decision <laughs> right there. I knew I had made the right decision. Thank you, Ambassador so Governor. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you.